0: Welcome to CrossFit versus Pregnancy, the podcast for the first time or new fit mum who's looking for reassurance and guidance about training throughout their pregnancy. I'm Misha, a coach who went from competitive bodybuilder to CrossFitter to expecting first time mum all in 18 months. Having searched through what feels like the entire web for dos and don'ts, I realised that the best way I could prepare for a CrossFit baby would be to speak to those with first-hand experience and share mine week by week from coaches to athletes new mums to veteran parents you can follow my crossfit pregnancy journey as well as learn from those who have successfully lived through it welcome back guys this is episode. Oh my goodness, I don't even know. That's how unprepared I feel today. <laughs> um, oh, well, we'll just brush over that. Today I'm joined by another guest. I'm really, really, really excited um, to just deep dive into this amazing lady's experience. So, to just give you a really small snippet, she's combined over 11 years of clinical experience as a neuro musculoskeletal, I can always get caught caught out by that word, physiotherapist, three years with a specialist interest in women's health and her experience as a trainer, athlete, and a mum to create her business, Hatch Athletic. And recently, just relocated back to the UK from Australia and had her second baby. I mean, if you're going to throw everything in at once, that's pretty much up there with everything that you could do that is maximum stress. So without further ado,
1: let's welcome Kat. Hi, Kat. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. I'm just laughing at your introduction because it does sound a bit mad. (laughs) Well, Um, it's definitely not simple. Let's just put it like that. (laughs) It's not been simple. It's been absolutely hell for leather, but we're here and we're all alive. So that's something.
0: (laughs) That's positive, definitely. And so how long have you been back in the UK? Do you feel settled yet?
1: We've been back for two and a half weeks, I think, three weeks. They're absolutely not settled at all. (laughs) Um, We are living out of boxes. I'm excited today because I'm putting my Bedside table and my drawers together in my bedroom. So I'm going to have a knicker drawer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things. Um, oh. I know. I'm so excited. And then, um, but no, it's lovely. The heating's on. It's a beautiful frosty morning. I've really missed the UK, and it's seasons. I saw a robin this morning in the garden, and I was like, oh, oh. I've missed this. So yeah, really, really happy to be back.
0: So you don't miss the warmth of the Australia this time of year, then.
1: I mean, who wouldn't, let's be honest. <laughs> but um, I, I think it, it can be quite intense, the heat in Australia. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like with, with a, s- a sort of strange perspective on this, I feel like we're going to get outdoors more in the UK, mm-hmm. bundling up and sort of not being so afraid of the sun. Mm-hmm. So I actually, uh, obviously I love the heat, love the sun, love the beach, that those stereotypical things, but I'm actually really excited to be back to seasonal UK and all the different weathers that you get through the year and yeah so I mean obviously it wasn't a decision based just on weather but
0: um. <laughs> but I mean I mean I completely appreciate why that would be easier with the two aged children that you have so you have Ralphie who is three and a half and Maggie who is three and a half months so naturally putting them in the sun isn't going to be easy so I completely appreciate yeah. that so so how yeah. is life with a toddler? and a newborn treating you
1: um ask any mum with a toddler and newborn and she'll just pull a face I think <laughs> <laughs> um, it is I've been using the word turbo because I feel that that's the speed that we're living at at the moment yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is it is beautiful and messy all at the same time I wouldn't change it uh, I wouldn't have had them Um, you know, any other way. Mm -hmm. But it is absolutely turbo speed. And um, I think, other people describe it as being in the trenches as well Mm -hmm. in that you're just from the moment your eyes crack open to the moment you go to bed at night you're on 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 all the time i mean even if that's not parenting you know we're 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 all sort of very sort of high achieving women now these days and we're all trying to do so much that it's not just it's not just parenting you know on top of parenting we're layering extra responsibilities that you know, in, in bygone generations wouldn't have been the case. So we've got jobs, we've got careers, we've got businesses, we've got projects, you know, huge social calendars as well. And, you know, that that's when we start to feel a bit like, oh, my gosh, have I taken on a bit too much? Is this, is this t- you know, too much? Or do we just need to start prioritising and, and sort of slowing down a little bit?
0: It's, it is a really fine line between feeling like you're doing too much and then also feeling incredibly driven and empowered by doing so much you know compared to generations gone by and and that's that's to me, what you kind of, what, from what I do know and have read about you, um, you very much encapsulate because your your story, which I'm really looking forward to getting a bit more about your personal experience of um, pregnancy and training. But you're a physiotherapist by trade, mm-hmm. so so to speak, and and then you've also been a, a higher achieving uh, crossfit athlete as well and so now and now you're juggling parenthood and and relocation so all of these things it's it's a lot but um hatch is an, an amazingly successful from from what it seems uh business and is there to support women just like you um to to get through this really strange and incredible new journey that's you know that's inevitable for a lot of women in their life um, and so Absolutely. to be able to feel like you can continue to do the things that empower you that drive mm-hmm. you and that you love I think is is really important and something that our generation is really thriving in um mm-hmm. so so let's go straight back to mm-hmm. rather than I would lo- I can't wait to hear more about a hatch and and how it all started but let's go right back to (laughs) pre-children can you remember that
1: (laughs) (laughs) it does feel like another life (laughs) definitely oh my gosh
0: tell me about your um tell me about your training and and what that looked like and um from what I can remember like I said you were a pretty high achiever when it came to competitive um the competitive world in CrossFit
1: oh um yeah I mean yes but I wasn't I never don't went to be the games modest. or anything like that <laughs> don't be modest <laughs> I um I guess I just loved I I found I found a love in CrossFit I trained as a dancer and I, I loved sport always from a very young age I loved athletics uh, and then did back-to-back ski seasons and lots of climbing and so Uh, also triathlons and so when CrossFit sort of broke out on the scene I wanted to try it and found that wanting to develop new skills was just so addictive yeah
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. and um yeah just sort of managed to to get ahead with the CrossFit scene a little bit and then decide to compete a bit and ended up just going to a few sort of of the more bigger individual competitions I guess Mm -hmm. within a couple of years which was fun um, ended up at the European champs a couple of times, which was great. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I wouldn't say I was a a professional athlete or anything like that, but um, I was certainly enjoying the competitive scene. Well.
0: That's, Im- fr- from a CrossFitter who is recently, I would say I'm I'm still fairly new to the scene, um, having only been doing it for about a year and a half before I got pregnant. I would say getting to the European Championships after a couple of years is pretty high level. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty impressive to me. Um,
1: I think, no, I think the European champs was about five years into the journey, to be honest. I've been doing CrossFit now for about eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah. amazing. And... So what what did training look like for you before children were, um, you know, were an option? For
1: you? Oh, it was life. Training was life. So you would get up and you would think about what you're going to eat before your tra- first training session. You'd then do the first training session, which would often involve some form of lifting with your lifting buddies and, uh Of getting really down and dirty with skills or or heavy stuff and then you'd eat again uh, and then you'd go home and you might even nap and then you'd come back. Uh, I was doing a bit of coaching as well so you might coach a class or take a PT or something like that and then you'd train again in the afternoon, eat and then maybe coach in the evening again. So it was a whole lifestyle and when I wasn't doing that I was working as a physio so I was working with the body all the time either with mine or with other people's bodies so yeah it was it was an entire preoccupation uh, and yeah training double days on a regular basis and working up towards competitions so, yeah, it was a very, very physical, active life that revolved around eat, eat, train, sleep, eat, train, sleep, essentially.
0: I think that is what a lot of women that have found this podcast or perhaps follow you or have got in touch with me, um, that it's their life before they get pregnant. And all of a sudden there is this change in responsibility and it's a real... I know for me, it was a real difficult switch to get used to. Um, Mm -hmm. There was certainly some frustration, some confusion, um, Mm -hmm. some uncertainty, some fear around my whole life revolving around training Mm -hmm. and what that did for me physically, mentally. But Mm -hmm. then how can we become this balanced individual that still doesn't lose themselves and what they love mm. but making sure they're protecting their bodies mm. and th- th- you know that this new thing that's growing inside yeah. them so so how did you feel when you first were pregnant about training
1: it's such an adjustment isn't it mm. I mean I'd love to hear your story your background on on, on what you've done athletically as well Nisha but I, I think for me I just felt Well, Well, in the first instance, I decided that I would be one of these athletes that absolutely rocked it. You know, Mm -hmm. I was, I found out I was pregnant and I was, I thought, well, I'm a can do kind of person. So I'm going to rock this pregnancy and I'm going to be the girl that's smashing it in the gym. And everyone's going to think, wow, isn't she doing well? And you know what Misha? I wasn't, I hit an absolute brick wall in the first trimester. And it absolutely floored me. I was very, very sick. I was exhausted. I was lonely, confused, like you say, it was just a completely new thing. Mm -hmm. And I came into it thinking, well, I'm quite a high performing individual here. I'm used to manipulating my body and seeing results. I'm used to working hard and seeing results surely pregnancy is going to be the same i'm just going to work very hard through this pregnancy and see those results that i need and yeah. you know get those affirmations that i need and it just wasn't the case it's it's a very very challenging time because for the first time in my life uh, as an alpha i would say mm-hmm. i was quite sort of alpha driven high performing human i wasn't in control <laughs> And I had absolutely no control over what was happening to my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that a very, very difficult shift in mindset. Uh, and I did feel quite alone because my peers, my my friends in the gym, my fellow coaches and colleagues were continuing to smash it. Yeah. And perhaps they didn't even know, some of them didn't even know that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and there I was trying to dodge questions or trying to outperform people to sort of pull the wool over their eyes in that first trimester mm-hmm. and just properly struggling getting home and having real moments of self-doubt and yeah yeah low periods and feeling really quite depressed in the first trimester thinking oh my gosh if this is the first trimester I'm not sure like what is this going to what is this going to do to me? There was so much unknown, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this your first baby?
0: Yeah, I I relate so much to what you're saying. Yes, it is my Mm. first. And um, as much as three and a half years later, since or maybe four Mm. years since you were first pregnant, um, Mm. there is still this loneliness that comes with pregnancy even if you perhaps know another um, mum that has been through it you know that that went to your gym or whatever that there is that period of time where nobody knows and the coaches don't know or perhaps you've told told them or not but there is this sort of internal frustration that you want to be keeping up appearances and um so that People don't know that you're pregnant mm-hmm. and yeah. if you don't feel like you have always um it's incredibly difficult to yeah to just survive in those in those scenarios I can yeah. I really relate to that I mean but just Absolutely. just to divert yeah. very briefly but my mm-hmm. it sounds like our sort of Uh, athletic background is fairly similar I actually trained as a dancer for um the majority of my teenage life and into my early 20s and then I went to university to study uh, sport and um just loved all sport and kind of you know without without putting myself on a pedestal too much would would be pretty good at think everything that i i gave a go at you know it was never top level but i could always achieve in anything and um mm-hmm. and then i just found the fitness when i was in my early 20s and and sort of tried everything um yeah. and became a really good sprint distance runner and um function loved functional fitness loved mm-hmm. um powerlifting kind of just put my put my string to every single bow and and loved it um but I only found CrossFit I'm 35 now and I only found CrossFit Mm -hmm. when I was 34 30 was I 33 just turned 34 Mm -hmm. so you know um it didn't stop me from feeling frustrated and isolated and Mm -hmm. confused about how can I continue this Amazing thing that I've just found and love, and and I'm doing mm-hmm. so well at progression and and feeling yeah. to be part of this community. Mm-hmm. Um, how how can I survive and continue this? Mm-hmm. And it's and then and it's when quite
1: conflicting met... as well as well. I, oh. I don't know whether you had conflicting feelings as well because yeah, for some of us we've wanted a baby for a long time or we've been trying for a very long time and we feel. Like we should feel more overjoyed mm-hmm. <laughs> in that first trimester, and there's some conflicting feelings of um I should be really, really happy and embracing this and just loving this right now. And then you've got that sort of death of the old you happening yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. And so there's a sort selfish. of grief. You do, you feel selfish, yeah. you feel mm-hmm. incompetent at times. You feel disempowered, mm-hmm. um, and all the time guilty as well because yeah. you feel I'm pregnant. I should be. I shouldn't be feeling all of these things.
0: Yeah. And people around you that perhaps don't have that competitive drive that you carry will never quite understand that. Um, no. So sharing it becomes difficult because you don't want to be seen as this sort of ungrateful, um, mm. yeah, individual. And totally. I can, yeah, to- totally relate mm. to that. So, mm. so you struggled in your first trimester. Did you reach out to it? Obviously being a physiotherapist and a coach, mm. Um, mm. let me start with that. Did you have any um, na- natal experience with any, any of your uh, clients or anyone that went to the gym that you were working at?
1: Yeah, bits. I mean, my my history was, was right at the beginning was paediatrics, so I knew a lot of mums um, and ended up working with mums from a musculoskeletal perspective as well, from a very natural perspective. So I had experience with that, but we had just moved to Australia when I got pregnant and I was pregnant within a month of us arriving. So I had literally just started a new job and I didn't have a huge network of support network or people to call on or or things like that. So, and I was still quite new to the the industry, to the women's health industry and sort of getting to know that industry a lot more. So actually, no, I felt quite alone Um, and I struggled to find the right tribe and I think that's uh, this brings us quite neatly to why Hatch Athletics started in the Mm -hmm. in the first place was because I felt like there was something missing and so I would end up going online to try and find the right resources for athletes in pregnancy um, to try and combine that scientific knowledge that wasn't just chit chat or or hearsay Mm -hmm. but that was actually founded on real scientific knowledge from physiotherapists and women's health physiotherapists and trainers that gave athletes that were lifting heavy and going hard the right advice for pregnancy and there just wasn't much out there to be honest.
0: It's difficult to find even now so I can imagine four years ago that was still a a barrier that you had to overcome.
1: Yeah totally and it also made me doubt my own knowledge and had me looking into loads of research and realizing how little I knew um and and actually sort of going back to the books really because uh, I was shocked at the lack of information and and the lack of research although now thankfully there is so much more emerging research even in the last three four years yeah yeah um so we our knowledge is growing at, at the rate of knots now but at the time in 2018 there really wasn't that much so I took it on myself to do the research and create stuff for, for other women that were going through what I was going through, because I just couldn't believe there wasn't anything out there for our demographic, you know.
0: So Hatch started whilst you were pregnant with Ralphie?
1: That's right. Yeah, that's exactly how it started. It started off with me blogging mm. and researching and getting all my uh, access to all my uh, journals and things like that, that I could as a physio and through colleagues Uh, talking to people, interviewing people from America, Australia, England and putting it together into this melting pot of information and then trying to make head and tail of how to actually make it accessible to other athletes all around the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I mean that's what an
0: amazing thing to be able to do because you already had a baseline of knowledge and then you 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 add that together with the passion that you had around f- trying to create a more sensible and um acceptable research-based
1: yeah I wanted I wanted it to be high quality and research-based and that was the basis of Hatch Athletic because I didn't want it to be founded on Google and hearsay yeah I really wanted it to be as a physio and as someone that takes pride in the quality of my work I wanted it to be top level research-based up-to-date advice for women that are training now
0: I feel exactly the same in my in my job. I work with lifestyle clients. I work with nutrition for performance. Awesome. So I don't come from quite the physiological standpoint that you do. However, to work with an individual who has, um, you know, a, a passion and understanding and education around their sport, it's so important to mm. be able to deliver, new education or knowledge f- to them that is backed mm-hmm. that is you know mm-hmm. um fact that isn't just hearsay or ex- just yeah. personal experience or opinion and so that's yeah. how i felt when when i became pregnant i want mm-hmm. to empower myself and that's kind of how this podcast started i want to empower myself with all the right real knowledge and mm-hmm. um research that is out there to make sure that the decisions i make in my pregnancy are backed by science and not just someone's opinion you can do that no. you can't do that even something as simple as a midwife saying you should do that you shouldn't mm. do that you know and mm. that and that is kind of the first health professional that you encounter as a pregnant person and and that experience is really determined by their personal um passion or lack of
1: around Mm. exercise I think you make a really valid point there Misha in that um, a lot of women are getting exercise advice from midwives and doctors Mm -hmm. that don't have the experience of that environment of that training environment Mm -hmm. and and to all intents and purposes and I don't want to I don't want to be negative about any healthcare professional. I think some of the advice that that these healthcare professionals give is absolutely perfect mm-hmm. for the majority of women um, who who like to um, train at sort of like in a sort of more more uh, mainstream environment. If, yeah. if, if, if you if you know what I'm what I'm trying to get at here, um, I, I just think when you take your training to the next level. And when you're used to lifting, I don't know, maybe body weight, maybe double body weight in certain lifts uh, and regularly going to that red line. I think it's great that people are encouraged to exercise through pregnancy now. You know, that was never encouraged in my mum's day. But I think there comes a limit where there are highly trained athletes now and more of us, day in, day out, more of us are doing these highly skilled sports and thinking that they're completely normal and average (laughs) Um, because there are more high-performing women than there ever have been before and anything is possible now, right? Right. Um, And so – and so there's more more of us doing incredible things and lifting really heavy stuff, and being told the old advice that it's it's great to exercise in pregnancy. So yeah, it has been really vital to update those guidelines. I think especially as women are doing more and more in the gym and more and more in their sports mm-hmm. these days, um, with with all that research based stuff.
0: I do still think though that even for. Let's let's say more the amateur athlete that you know puts their life to training. There is still this need to find this information. This isn't something that is offered to us by the healthcare professionals that we um, seek our immediate advice from. And I'm not suggesting that midwives and doctors need to be trained in high level sport, but to be able to give those people a bit more direction of who to turn to. You know that that's all it takes. It's not not, we need mm. these people to be specially especially um educated around you know variety of sports and what that means for that individual it's just instead mm. of just saying you shouldn't do that mm, mm. i'm not sure mm. maybe you should slow things down or or yeah just yeah. keep doing what you're doing a little bit more direction is something that um yeah. needs to happen and hopefully it will eventually but so women are finding themselves trying to find it off their own back which a lot of people perhaps wouldn't be driven to do i think more Mm -hmm. women that are competitive definitely are driven to do but um it's still a battle to find Mm. these people i mean uh, if you're in the industry perhaps a bit easier but not so much for everybody
1: i find a lot of women still in the crossfit scene are are pushing through because of the positivity around exercise now in pregnancy and on social media there are a lot of crossfit celebrities that have gone through pregnancy now or are going through pregnancy now there are women that run the risk of just sort of pushing through uh, and not seeking that advice because because of all that positivity which is great but you know there is a limit and there comes a price To pushing through discomfort which we're so used to doing when we're not pregnant Mm, that it's very easy to do when we are
0: Mm -hmm. i completely agree and that line is blurred for a lot of people um because again the the basic advice they're given is perhaps to keep going um Mm. or social media portrays uh, a lot of people do keep going and and actually Mm. is that is that right or wrong i mean a lot of i'm sure there would be a lot of women that would say i had no uh, negative implications from continuing to push um Thank but you. then there are also women that do and so it's about educating people to make the best decision based on evidence which it sounds like Absolutely. and what what i've seen hatch does so so let's go back to the creation of mm-hmm. um your immediate research and your blogging and everything like that did did doing that in your first pregnancy change your approach to perhaps what you would have done um and and obviously tied in with that your experience that you were having through your first trimester and the expectations that weren't what you they just weren't what you Mm -hmm. expected at all so did it change your approach at all
1: yeah a hundred percent because otherwise I would have gone at it ham Literally, I would have attacked that pregnancy like a workout, um, and so it, it made me eat some humble pie. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, learning learning things like, for example, uh, the the very generous exertion guidelines, which now suggest that you should only uh, you should only push yourself to ninety percent of your maximum heart rate. And I was thinking when I found this out, when I learned this. I thought, wow, that's awesome. That means I can pretty much go as hard as I've always been yeah. going. <laughs> so, but you then take that into the gym and test it. And you've, you learn that as a pregnant athlete, your heart rate is nat Your resting heart rate is naturally higher. Right. So your baseline is higher mm-hmm. and you're going to get to that 90% of your max heart rate way quicker than what you're used to. So yeah. it is a totally different experience. So learning that and then putting it into practice is is quite an exercise in sort of uh, self-development and also sort of eating, yeah, like I say, eating some humble pie and sort of parking the ego in a way uh, and making sure that you operate as an autonomous athlete mm-hmm and don't feel like you have to chase your colleagues or chase your peers uh so that you feel like you're getting to that 90% because actually beyond 90% of the max heart rate hasn't been researched at all and still to this day it hasn't so we try and avoid we try and avoid above that but yeah. it is quite it feels quite generous and it feels like oh well then yeah I can just carry on uh but but it is a little bit more complex than that in that you're your body physiology is is changed so getting to that heart rate happens a lot quicker yeah. and feels a lot more different
0: so apart from um intensity um in relation to crossfit specifically what challenges did you um have to overcome because again i feel like having been on this journey for nearly nine months now and done a lot of research, spoken to a lot of coaches with a vast amount of different experience. There is still some very much, uh, well, there are still some different opinions out there about alterations or regressions that need to be made and when. So Mm. In your, again, if we relate to your first experience when you were kind of learning all of these um, research-based um, evidence stuff, how did you make alterations and when do you think they started to happen? And how does that compare to what you advise women now?
1: I think the biggest mistake made in the fitness industry with pregnant women is being too prescriptive. Right. So there will be potentially mainstream sort of generic guidelines for you can do this in pregnancy, you cannot do this in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that I learned through the whole journey was every woman is a very, very individual, and every woman's experience of pregnancy in her body is going to be very different. Her baseline fitness is going to be different. Her control around her midsection and her core will be different. The size of her bump will be different to the next person. And also the way her collagen responds in her tissues with her bump is going to be very different from one person to the next Mm -hmm. that you know her injury history does she have a back pain history does she have a back injury Mm -hmm. or a knee injury history so all of this combined will make a picture of a pregnant athlete Mm -hmm. only then can you start to build on guidelines and Mm -hmm. what hatch athletic does With our pregnancy course is teaches these athletes with respect how to make those decisions for themselves as autonomous athletes so there is not one size fits all for a pregnant athlete at all the course and and the materials that we provide at hatch athletic respects the athletes in such a way that we give you the education we give you the why we give you the why and the what And then you can apply it to your body and your situation so that you don't limit your pregnancy training because you might end up being overly cautious, for example, Mm -hmm. by reading some generic advice, or you might end up overdoing it by reading some generic advice. And you really do need to tailor your journey for your body and your history.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. That is if if every pregnant athlete at whatever level could hear that it would make so much more sense um as mm. i mean i know that is something that i have battled with in this pregnancy to i'm a confident person like i say i am really um stringent on what I read and and how I read it and I like things to come from fact and science rather than opinion and hearsay Mm -hmm. and even knowing that I am making the right decisions for me there is still this battle against society Mm -hmm. and that comes from comparison of others and whether Mm. that's an internal thing or whether it is put upon you by others um something that i don't i'm you know even with your experience and and my own experience it's something that i have had to deal with in my pregnancy Mm. from other people um you know uh, i.e oh but you know this person did that and they were fine or mm. oh yeah I did that and look at me and you know all of all of those things that kind of create this self-doubt um you have totally. to be pretty confident in the knowledge that you are doing the right thing and and having someone um like Hatch Athletic and yourself to guide you with that confidence I think is so Important for women who want to push the boundaries in their pregnancies. And, um, totally. And yeah,
1: I think it's all about confidence. Mm. Knowledge is confidence, right? Yeah, completely. It really is. <laughs> and so it is, it is hard to keep your eyes in your own lane and do your own thing. But once you're part of a community and that you've done, you know, your research and you've learned the things about your body, it's easier to keep your yourself in your own lane and not look left and right at what other people are doing
0: Mm, amazing so now you are um Hatch has been around for, I, I, you, I mean, you tell me, how long has Hatch been?
1: Um... Well, I've just done the books, actually. We're three and a half years old now.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So exactly um, as Ralphie was born? Pretty
1: much, yeah. I mean, I, I the books are run from then, um, but I was blogging when I was pregnant and doing all the research before then. Mm-hmm. But the company was launched pretty much around the same time that, uh, that Ralph was born. Um, and actually it launched in reverse so we did we launched with the postnatal the postpartum training program mm-hmm. and then we released the pregnancy course afterwards so and it was I done mean, in the reverse
0: kind <laughs> of makes sense about from where you were in your journey um, going exactly. into your postpartum so so talking of postpartum with a three and a half month old how is your <laughs> second postpartum journey going
1: Oh, I, I tell you what, it's been a dream because I'm so grateful that I created the program because I don't have to think about it. I've literally,
0: oh, yeah. nice. this,
1: this, sounds, this sounds funny to some, but I'm doing, redoing my own Hatch Athletic program because it's there. It's easy. I just click on the phone uh, on the app and I've got my three workouts a week and this isn't the sales pitch. It's literally been survival for me. And I just knew that I would have three, work, three balanced workouts that I had carefully thought about three years ago when I was programming it mm-hmm. that work uh, and I can rely on it. And you know what? It's been really good to take it for a test drive, a real test drive in real time, because there was a part of me that thought, obviously, when I programmed it and sold it and stuff, it was based on my rehab with Ralph. Mm-hmm. But a lot's changed since then and I've learned a lot and I've been working in a different country with different colleagues and and sort of different research. And I I really was curious Mm -hmm. deep down, is this product, is this training program worth its weight you know, yeah. is it and, relevant and so, to now and well. relevant? Mm-hmm. Is it going to work? You know, it's been a wonderful experiment with my own body to start at six weeks postpartum. The moment I was cleared to resume exercise, I started Hatch, and I've been doing it. Workout for workout, week for week, as a trial to really, really take it for a, a pilot spin myself. And I'm I'm really pleased with it. I have been oh, t- making some so tweaks. Good. Yeah, I have made some tweaks to make it even better so there will when I finally got some time I'm going to make some, a few tiny changes to the program just the odd movement here and there that, that I would prefer to be doing right now uh, but to all intents and purposes I'm delighted I'm really pleased I'm nine weeks into the program so I've only got three weeks left I'm jumping I'm about to start a gentle jog I'm on the bar doing hollow holds and beginning to work on pull-ups. I did uh, a really good squat session on Monday as part of the program, as part of the squat program. I'm deadlifting today. It's fun. I'm really, really pleased with it that's
0: that must be really reassuring as well from it is uh, it from is. a business Thank standpoint <laughs> especially goodness. with the with the madness that has ensued last year for you to know that you know you, even if things have been kind of running themselves to know that you are confident in in its in its actual working is is exactly. is really lovely that's yeah, amazing
1: God. Breathe a sigh of relief, this thing actually works. <laughs> well, no, we know, we know that it works. We've had over 200 athletes go through the programme and we've never, I have never, I said to my partner last night, I've never had a bad review yet. So people are pleased, but I definitely still wanted to take it for a spin myself. So I'm pleased yes. to have done.
0: Well, to have the creator of um, the programme experience it, I think just gives it even more gumption and you should definitely love love that word Um, and I know from following the socials that you are sharing your um, program journey which I think is so vital for other people to see that you're not just a professional writing a program you're living it and you're doing it Mm -hmm. and you're proving that it that it works as well I think that just gives so much more reassurance to people coming and finding you and thinking oh I should give this a go definitely
1: it has been really good it's been really good to just experience what one of my athletes would experience as a hatch athlete you know so
0: let's go back to that competitive edge that you have um Mm -hmm. do you think that that will be on the cards again at some point 100%
1: and I've never been so sure as when I recently tested box jumps and things like that and I'm running up the stairs now and I'm thinking oh my gosh I actually after two babies I think I'm probably going to be able to do this so So, exciting yeah I'm feeling really really positive um I'm really excited about the CrossFit Open which is in three or four weeks time Mm -hmm. which coincides absolutely perfectly don't know how I planned this thanks Maggie (laughs) but um, it coincides perfectly with the end of my Hatch Athletic program so I'm going to give the CrossFit Open a go Um, I don't know whether I'll do the whole thing Rx we'll see Uh, I don't think I've got my bar muscle-ups quite yet (laughs) Um, but you know I feel confident now to give things a go. and um, I'm going to give the CrossFit Open a go. Um, my partner just asked me to do a pairs comp in September, which I'm super excited about. Oh, and amazing. then onwards and upwards. I think I think 40 is the new 30, Misha. I really do.
0: That instills <laughs> me with a lot of confidence being 35. So I'll take that.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. And also we, we get to do all the Masters comp, So I'm super excited about it. I really am. I think being paying so much attention to my core and I found this even after Ralph and in between Maggie um, having done so much rehab after Ralph my core was tighter and quicker than it was before I had babies because I'd done so much work so my row time went through the roof after Ralph because i had done so much core work mm. and also all my gymnastics got better mm. because my core was so much quicker so I was snappier did. under the bar and over the bar um, that I was really really pleased with that so I think to all ladies wondering whether or not you can get back to it I think you can get better I think you can be better and stronger and a better athlete as a result of having babies if you do the work.
0: I think that is such wonderful advice because there is always going to be this doubt. And I mean, you know, being 10 days from from my due date now feeling yeah. really immobile and oh. massive and fairly uncomfortable. And, you know, all these things that I've never experienced in my life before having come from such an athletic background.
1: Absolutely, um,
0: There is naturally this doubt of, will I ever be able to do that again? Will I ever want to do that again? Will my body allow me to do that again? And um, that is something that I always come back to is that, We're pressing a reset button when we have the birth and I think it's an opportunity to reset in a really really strong way and train mm-hmm. your body in ways that you probably ha- never have to enable that sort of inner strength to work um for you in in the months to come so yeah i couldn't agree more it's something that i'm mm-hmm. really excited about and and naturally have been preparing for in pregnancy as well it's mm-hmm. not training in pregnancy and i'm and i'm sure you will agree isn't about achieving in pregnancy it's about preparing your body for totally. um Birth and then rehabilitation after
1: as well. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's what it's about. And if you set that intention early on, you'll meet your goals and you'll feel a lot better about yourself because suddenly you've reset. Like you said, press, press the reset button. Your goals are different now. You're working towards something else and you'll start to feel that self satisfaction again because you're meeting those goals and you've set that intention. And I think that's really important going into postpartum that you set that intention again and that you don't just run straight back into the gym when you're cleared at six weeks, Mm. because you're then running into, into a world where you could get injured by going at it too fast, set the intention early, do the program or do another program that aligns with your values, do the work, set that intention, do the little goals and make that progress over time and you're going to get there a lot quicker and get back, not back, I hate saying that, back to your old self. Back to your new self, mm-hmm. your new postpartum athlete status, quicker with no hiccups and absolutely bulletproof. Love
0: it. Let's finish mm-hmm. with a final word of advice to perhaps first time or anxious, or um, just generally new mums-to-be who are experiencing this crazy journey that is pregnancy for the first time and are looking to continue to train and feel wonderful throughout their pregnancy and and then maximise their rehabilitation post-birth, what advice would you
1: give them? I would say don't be disheartened. This is a short season in life that does not last forever. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If you find the right community and you find the right resources, for example, Hatch Athletic, (laughs) (laughs) then there is information for you to have a really enjoyable pregnancy and to train throughout your pregnancy safely and confidently and to get back to a really good level of strength, physical ability, skill, and physical fitness. There, are, there are those resources for you out there. So don't be disheartened, and you know, embrace this and know that there is a community out there to support you, and there are resources out there to to support you now.
0: Love that. This not being disheartened. I, I think that's the key. There is um, is a really lovely thing to to, to really instill you with confidence that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: all and you know when I say all that's I shouldn't say all really um for, for most people there is something really positive to come out of pregnancy unless you are you know unfortunate enough to encounter some real difficulties um even then I'm sure you can learn a lot about yourself and your body um and what we're capable of but um i mean if if that 's not a reason to go and check out hatch guys if you haven 't already, although i 'm sure the majority of the listeners will have already encountered Hatch in some way um, I will of course put all of the information um, in relation to socials and how you can check out the three options I believe I'm going to ask you to tell us a bit more about the options um the different programs that Hatch yeah. Athletic offer um, then this is a perfect reason you know you're hearing from the creator about her own experience of following the program and how well it's working for her so if that's not a reason to go and check them out then I don't know <laughs> what is so just to finish Kat just tell us a little bit about the three different programs that Hatch Athletic offer
1: So we do our pregnancy course, which is a fully loaded video course that you can access on your mobile device, your desktop or through an app. And it's divided into the three trimesters and lots of bite-sized videos that you can sort of click on, click off and get the information that you need. So that's the pregnancy course. And then we have two postpartum training programs available at the moment. They're both 12 weeks in length Uh, one is the flagship program with just training and the other one is in partnership with our nutrition partners ph nutrition and with a fully loaded uh, 12-week nutrition program alongside it as well that's called rx plus so yeah those are the three so you've got the pregnancy program the 12-week postpartum training program and then the 12-week postpartum training program with nutrition as well
0: I mean, if that isn't enough for everybody in all different circumstances, then it's it's awesome. And, and there is so much information on um, the Hatch Athletic website. I mean, I learned a lot about Kat just from going on there. So, you know, go and check it out. And um, also, the I can't say enough good things about the Hatch Athletic Instagram page. It's incredibly informative. Kat shares a lot of, pregnancy workouts, her postpartum journey. Um, so it's it's a real amazing way, even if something like this perhaps is a little bit currently financially out of reach for you, just to check out what is um, essentially what a, an athlete can and can't do um, in a very small nugget of information just from social media. It's a really positive place to go and check things out. So um, as always, I'll put everything in the notes. But finally, just thank you so much for sharing your experience and all about Hatch Athletic today. It's been a real... um, It's just been really reassuring um, for me personally as well. There's been some lovely things that you've said to really instill confidence about what's to come for me. and, And also excitement as well, mm. you know, this this is just the end of this chapter, but soon to be the start of something else and new and exciting. And to be able to be excited about the prospect of rehabilitation, I think it quite mm. it's quite strange because it can be a very frustrating and I'm sure there will be moments of frustration um that come too, but it is an exciting time and um, to experience something new. Uh, so thank you very
1: much oh you're so welcome it's been really lovely to talk to you Misha and I'm so excited to see what happens over the next two weeks for you I'll be following your journey um best of luck (laughs) with it all
0: thank you so much and um I I'm definitely definitely going to get involved in the post postpartum um uh program with Hatch Athletic I think there are so there are so many available out there but just knowing your experience personally and professionally i think it just gives so much confidence to women um so it's no wonder that you have so many positives and positive experiences from from women that have been through it so yeah can't wait
1: oh that's great news thank you Um... well
0: i will (laughs) say goodbye um and thank you again so um yeah, Thank guys, you, Misha. go and check out Kat's um, information and hopefully we'll catch up again. I'm sure we will um,
1: in the future. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait to catch up with you.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Kat. You take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. So there we have it. Hatch Athletic, what an amazing business and founder with so much knowledge and experience. I'm sure you will agree if you would like to get in touch with me all the socials are in the episode notes if you want to check out hatch athletic as i promised all the socials and the website are in the episode notes please do get in touch with me directly with any questions your own experiences or just anything at all we love to hear from you you can get in touch direct with me info at mishapt.com or just check out the socials and you can slide into the DMs. But for now, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon. Not sure when, seeing as I've only got 10 days to go. But hey, might be weeks yet. So we will see. I might be back really soon. You guys take care. Bye. <music>